Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Gone Racing. And welcome in, everybody, to Gone Racing. Brendan Gone, your host here this weekend with my good friend, Mr. Jeff Motley. As you can see, we are not at our lovely, spacious, decent studio at the South Point. We are both still at home. Yours truly is still stuck at home, Mr. Motley. And uh, so I am still here hanging out at the lovely, as as my friend Pete Pistone calls it, the Desert Oasis Studio. Well, I'm just glad to see that you look good. You look like you're feeling yeah. well. Can't wait to get you out of the house. Enjoy your Netflix and watching the races on TV and everything else. You've probably been watching Indy cars and drag racing and NASCAR and Formula One and everything else. I've been watching anything I can get a hold of right now. It, uh, it's getting me. But fortunately for me, we had a great weekend of racing, lots of stuff. And, of course, this week we're doing this early because we have a cup race tomorrow. So it'll keep me busy on my Thursday, so I'll have something to do. Uh, I think it's our last midweek race of the year right now that's on the schedule from what I remember. I think this we're going to be back to Sundays or Saturday nights the rest of the way. We do have a doubleheader at Michigan coming up in a couple weeks, so that that does is kind of still one of the weird things. But it looks like now we've kind of normalized, Jeff. The schedule is normal. All the weekends now are starting to line up. you got the Daytona weekend, which is not normal. I mean, it's the road course at Daytona, uh, which was added because of uh, – uh, Watkins Glen and most work for the truck. So neat that they added that, that, but like you said, this, this series now should normalize after this, our playoffs are coming. We're going to start talking about playoffs, but we got to look in the rearview mirror at Texas. Jeff, how about that? Well, there was a lot of factors before it went into Texas. I, you know, I was one of those guys who was really high on Ryan Blaney, best car out there all day. 
Um, circumstances beyond his control, he ends up finishing seventh. Two weeks in a row, we've had a triple-digit long shot winner, Cole Custard at uh, Kentucky, and now Austin Dillon does it at Texas. Great strategy call by his crew chief. Um, just a, a big win for them. And and again, this is, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, this certainly throws uh, some guys' playoff hopes into flux, including I think the only guy that's been in every single playoff since they started this back in 2003. You know, you look at that finish order, uh, Austin Dillon, 20 to one just for a top three. Tyler Reddick, his teammate, 16 to one. The first, last time they've done that in almost 10 years that RCR has been one, two. You named Brian Blaney, uh, you know, at, at dominating, getting two firsts. Uh, Austin Dillon won his group at 290. Head to head with Tyler Reddick was what we had on the show at, at a plus 105, which he had to win the race to beat his teammate on that one. But man, there are still some names, though. You named Brian Blaney. How about Eric Almirola? Uh, what was dominant up front beating Ryan Blaney, made a mistake on a pit stop and never could really recover, but still got back to being, what is that now, Jeff? His, his, Seven top tens in a row, I believe, for him. I think that, look, there were three guys who were really, really good, who really kind of got, got screwed by a, a misfortune that happened in the race. I think Ryan Blaney, Eric Almirola, and Matt DiBenedetto, all three had really good cars, and there was some, some really, really bad luck. And that, that happens sometimes in racing. It happens in gambling that there's bad luck. You know, I have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth the way it went down. I think a few other drivers do. Uh, Christopher Bell, Matt DiBenedetto, and I think Brad Keselowski had some very pointed comments this week about what went down in that race. Well, and, and what we're talking about to, to the folks, you know, Quinn Huff made, in my opinion as a driver, a really stupid move. <laughs> He's just pretty bonehead. Not, not maybe maybe one it. of the maybe the one of the dumbest. I, I I hate to say dumb, but maybe one of the, the, yeah. the, the just inexplicable moves I've seen in a long time. In a cup race, in a in a cup race for sure. I mean, I've had I've had dumb bonehead moves in truck races and Xfinity races where kids you kind of think they might make those there. In a cup race, that was pretty much one of the one of the dumber moves we've seen in a long time. And like I said, don't want to use the word dumb for him. Just it was a dumb move. Uh, but Cor- correct. As a better, and, Jeff, and maybe you should maybe you could explain exactly what happened as a as a racer, so that the folks that are listening or watching can kind of get a better perspective on what he did. Uh, Dave Moody and I spoke actually on the phone earlier and he was saying, oh, that, you know, <clears throat> certain people make more mistakes than others and you're driving worse equipment than others. So a lot of times factors roll in, but there's certain things you can do, Jeff, that are in your control. And Quinn, whether his spotter told him to pit or his crew told him to pit, whatever the reasoning was, doesn't matter. He's holding the steering wheel. He's in the middle of the racetrack in the middle of three and four. And he's got the, you know, top 10 guys barreling down on him and he decides to hit the brakes and hit pit road. I don't care if your crew chief calls you at that point and says, pit, pit, pit. If you aren't in a safe position to pit, you say, I'll be there next lap. And Quinn just got wrapped up in it. He tried to pit. It caused problems. And this is why as betters, you know, this is why one of the things I always say, Jeff, about gambling and NASCAR, what makes our sport so bulletproof when it comes to problems with people saying, oh, black helicopters and all those sorts of things is you can't control 40 people's uh, mindset, can't control 40 people, what they're going to do, and mistakes will get made. And guess what? This kid made a mistake, cost Brad Keselowski a great 
a chance to win because he was running really well. Uh, and you said Matt DiBenedetto uh, was running top five the whole day, had a chance for another fantastic finish, and it cost him too. And Denny Hamlin even. Denny Hamlin was another guy that got trapped a lap down because of that because we're in a position there, you know, between where some of the guys had pitted. That's why we lost Ryan Blaney, Eric Almirola. Both of those guys ended up a lap down, and they couldn't fight their way back just because of when the caution came out. Yeah, and that those are things that it was timing of it, and you can't control those things. That's why, like I said, Jeff, when people love to say, oh, you know, Richard Petty won his 200th race in that famous race, you know, or, or Dale Earnhardt won the, the Daytona 500, or Dale Jr. won it the year after. I'm sorry. You can't control everything to give the win to any single person in a race. This is not a referee that can call an extra foul at the key moment of a game. You know, that's what I love about NASCAR is the integrity of our sport to me is unquestionable when it comes to those sorts of things. And Sunday was a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what, that is why I love our sport when it comes to being able to talk how a competitor is allowed to be on a betting show and talk about gambling because those things can happen naturally. You can't make these things up. You can't fix these things. That's what's great about NASCAR racing as a whole. And then you end up with an Austin Dillon getting a victory. And and just like Cole Custer, didn't luck into it, Jeff. They did a strategy. They got there. And they withheld three restarts of other teams. So it wasn't like he got lucky to do this. He did well, as did Cole Custer, to pass Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. to win the race the week before. This is – they teams are stepping up right now, teams that we really weren't expecting. Well, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it was a great strategy call to get out front, both by Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick's crew chief. But even then, I mean, you had to think if they were not good enough, three restarts. You know how hard it is to survive three restarts in the last 10 laps? I mean, with with some of the quality of drivers that were behind them. I mean, Kevin Harvick's back there. Kyle Busch is back there. Joey Logano's back there. I mean, really good drivers on four fresh tires. And these guys, I think Austin Dillon had two fresh tires. Tyler Reddick had none, and they still hung on. So you got to give them all the credit in the world for getting track position by their crew chief. But then those two guys had to hold the steering wheel and hold that position. No, that was I, I was sitting here. I mean, look, we all know RCR to me is maybe a little biased, Jeff. I mean, that's kind of you know where, where I've ended my career, who still takes care of me when I do race. So I was ecstatic for watching the RCR boys there. I mean, to me, that was phenomenal what they were able to do to hold them off with no tires. But I like what I see in the sport. And that brings me to the next topic that I want to talk about is I really like what I'm seeing right now. I mean, Cole Custer, Austin Dillon, Eric Almirola, Matt Benedetto, names that we normally aren't talking about or winning or up front every week. And they've done this without any practice. And yeah, NASCAR I think has that's announced pretty, the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that's pretty remarkable. And you're right. NASCAR has announced the rest of the year, no practice or qualifying. I mean, this is all the way through the playoffs. So we're talking about the whole thing. Um, one guy that, that we ha we have to talk about <laughs> every week, you know, he has been the most outspoken critic of not having practice, mm -hmm. but maybe it is showing on the racetrack and that's Kyle Busch. Uh, again, he did not win a stage, uh, obviously did not win the race. Um, and I tell you, we get a couple of more upsets in a few more races of these final eight races. Um, he's might be chewing on his fingernails a little bit if he can't get to victory lane. Do you really buy into it's affecting him more than anybody else? You know, I looked at him. He finished second in the first stage, finished fourth in the race, and was pretty strong. And even finished fourth, Jeff, after getting thrown through the grass and that amazing save 
that he drove through the center of the speedway and didn't destroy that Toyota. But I look at that and I say, look at how well he did second in a stage and was up front even with damaged race car. He raced the truck race and the Xfinity race. He got practice and look where he finished. Look how well he did with practice, so to speak. So I, I think that it does affect Kyle. I think that he is it affects Kyle more than most. And he wants practice bad. This is not good for me with Kyle Bush, which is why I've been saying I just said it with JBT. I'm fading Kyle right now. You know, and it's funny, and I know we won't talk about this race really a lot for a couple of weeks, but the fact that there's going to be no practice for that Daytona road course, and they've <laughs> told the drivers that they can only run one race that one weekend. Race. So Kyle can't hop in a truck or an Xfinity car. I mean, it's going to be green flag and head off into turn one on a track that none of them have ever raced a heavy car on. And a lot of these guys have probably never made a lap around. You're talking about hoping they can find it on iRacing or watching a lot of Daytona 24 videos. I know that race is a few weeks away, but I'm already thinking about that one as one of the biggest wild cards, maybe in the history of the NASCAR schedule. Oh, I'm definitely thinking about that one. I'm, I, I may be thinking about it more than others, but there are some guys, Kyle Busch included, that have some experience there, which will come into play. But solid road racers will, will have to reign that day. But I definitely think Kyle Busch, it has affected more than some, Jeff. And look, he still finished fourth once again, just like, what was it, last year when you were saying Kevin Harvick, you know, was, was slumping. And I kept telling you, I'd kill for that slump of Kevin Harvick's. Same thing. Kyle Busch, yes, he's slumping. I mean, he's not top 10 every week. He's not winning every, you know, race. But he still runs up there every week until something happens. I mean, it's not like he's not finishing fourth and third and eighth and seventh. He's just not the Kyle Busch that we're used to talking about. I agree with you 100%, but the one thing that, and I've said this every week, he has zero playoff points. Playoff and points. I think Kyle Busch is a guy, He's first off, he's a defending champion of the sport, and I think he's got to be looking at that he wants to be one of the favorites going into the playoffs. I mean, he is going to be in a situation where he is going to have to win one out of every three races in those each of those rounds of the playoffs to have any chance of getting to Homestead because of his lack of playoff points. And that's provided he makes it in. I mean, I think he will make it in, but we keep getting these upsets. And I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys. I mean, Clint Boyer and Jimmy Johnson have already got to be incredibly nervous by where they are. I mean, we've got 10 guys already locked into the playoff field with Austin Dillon and Cole Custer getting in there. You know, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, those guys are in pretty good shape. Uh, guys that don't have wins, but man, I tell you, if you look down, when you get down to about 15th, 16th place, it's going to get really, 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 really nerve wracking. Oh, uh, you know, and, and you look at that cutoff line they're putting on the Vison, you know, feed right now. Jimmy Johnson is only two points above it with his teammate, two points behind him. And Tyler Reddick made up a huge number, went from 40 points out to 14 points out uh, with that win there. And you still got Eric Jones that you and I have talked every week is running well enough to win. So all it's going to take is a couple more of those wins. And Motley, don't forget the last race before the playoffs start this year is Daytona Super Speedway, is what Which, you call the crapshoot. I know, and I know you get upset with me about that, but I think we all know that that is certainly but a race that is prime. That, it, right, that is a prime race. I mean, would you be shocked if Bubba Wallace won at Daytona or Eric Jones won at Daytona? I wouldn't be shocked be if a shocked lot of guys won there's a lot of guys that could win Daytona. I mean, Michael McDowell 
could go win Daytona and put himself in the playoffs. You know, I mean, he runs extremely well at those places. So to me, you got to watch that playoff cut line. And like you said, does practice hurt? Well, I think practice is hurting Kyle Busch. I think he, he needs to get that out of his head. He needs to say, NASCAR has now said, Jeff, no practice, period, done. Kyle Busch now needs to quit bitching about it, quit worrying about it, and just get back to being Kyle Busch and not worry about the practice thing. Well, and then he better focus on those doubleheaders at Michigan and Dover. We've got two doubleheaders coming up in the month of August. So if Saturday is not enough of a practice to get ready for Sunday, then the problem is more than just practice. Well, and, look and at what I, he did at Pocono. He did at Pocono. He was he was good. What good one day was really good the next day and got wrecked. So it does show that when Kyle Busch has practice, he does perform better. And at the Brickyard, he was also top five because. We said Pocono was very similar to a Brickyard. So those are his last three where he had all top five runs in a row going, except for a wreck in one of the races. So I, I, I believe that Michigan will be a good day for him. The second Michigan, I'm going to probably go back heavy on Kyle Busch. But until then, I, I think he's hurting without the practice. I think he needs to get that out of his head. Yeah, and I can appreciate what you say about how you'd give anything to have some of his finishes. But I think that's all relative to the driver. You know, if, if you're Bubba Wallace, he would trade places with Kyle Busch tomorrow, and he's 20th in the points. There's a whole lot of guys that would. But we come to expect certain things from Kyle Busch, from Kevin Harvick, from Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano. There's certain things we expect from those guys. And and the one guy who has certainly not delivered on it this year so far is Kyle, and I think he's as perplexed as anyone. You know, and, and Kyle, that's unlike Kyle, but we've said that about Kevin Harvick in the past. We've said that about Kyle Busch in the past. And remember, we used to say that about Jimmy Johnson every year that he won the championship, that he was not as strong in the middle of the year as he was earlier. So I still think those guys can turn it on at any time. But they've got to be weary of that line. I mean, a guy like Clint Boyer, who at any minute could have one bad day and, and you know, kind of has some of those mixed in there. I mean, look, you still got a guy like Matt Kenseth, Ryan Newman. Uh, you've got Christopher Bell, who has shown a couple big flashes that he's done well. Can he be another rookie to win? Tyler Reddick finished second, another rookie that maybe can win. You know, there's guys, you keep pointing at that cutoff line, Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, Kemp Boyer, even up to Kyle Busch, I'd be a little nervous. Uh, even Matt Benedetto, who I think could still win to get himself one. But those are guys that they better be nervous. Two more wins, and it, it's going to start spooking them a little bit if they're guys that win outside that top 16. Brendan, if I told you on the going into the last race of July, the Bush brother that would be highest in points with most playoff points, points and most top tens was Kurt and not Kyle. <laughs> what odds would you have given me on that? Yeah, I would have given you extremely high odds. I would have told you <laughs> not a chance in hell. Uh, yeah, that, that is a very telling statement right there that Kyle Bush is in playoff points 12th. 12th in play. What? That's like saying Kevin Harvick ain't going to be up there. It's just, it's amazing that they are that far down. And Kurt Busch, kudos to, to, to that team. I mean, all the distractions that Ganassi has had this year, you know, bringing back Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth has had some pretty good races, been up and down, you know, but I think it's a good teammate for him. And they've been teammates before, Matt and Kurt. I think they're doing well with it. But that team to be as far up as they are in points, Chevrolet's resurgence at Hendrick we've seen. Now, of course, RCR we've seen. I think that the Chevy team that's 
kind of paused the most is Ganassi. They've been the leading Chevy. Now they're not. But Kurt Busch is a, ahead of his brother, which you and I both wouldn't have picked that at the start of the season. And I tell you, he's been running much better the last few weeks, and he's going to a track at Kansas that he's had success on. I mean, he hasn't yeah. had wins there, but Kurt's had a lot of top fives and top tens at Kansas. Last 10 races, average finish of 8.8. Finished fourth there last year and seventh there last year. So this is a track very good for Kurt. Uh, you got to look at maybe some of those races earlier this year. How has Kurt been doing on mile and a half? Been doing very well. So I do like a Kurt Busch in, in for something like this. When we start talking about the odds to win the race, uh, Kurt Busch should be in your conversation at least somewhere near it. And look, the most comparable track to Kansas probably on the circuit that we're racing this year is Kentucky. Um, yep. Both of them, their banking's not quite as high as Las Vegas, and we did not have a race this year at Chicagoland. And, and that's probably the four tracks you might kind of lump together there a little bit. But I think Kentucky is the most similar to Kansas we race on. So I think that's a track that people can start looking at when they start planning their betting for the Thursday night race. Well, Kentucky is the one that I looked at, Jeff. Uh, when I was talking about, when I was trying to figure out the odds and handicapping for this race, I looked right back two weeks ago at Kentucky because, like you said, it, it is extremely similar as far as what these racetracks do. So can we see another Cole Custer or something like that? I mean, look at how those guys ran, Jeff. I look at that race, and I judge it a lot off of this one. Well, yeah, I mean— I think it's crazy when we see Cole Custer's odds to win the race, given how similar the tracks are, that he is such a long shot. I think he's like 80 to one to win the race. But I also think that Cole Custer would have to be in the right position. Do I think he's capable of a top 10? Yes. I do think certain things would have to fall in place for him to win, uh, much like what happened at Kentucky. I mean, he came from sixth on a final restart with two laps to go. He had two veterans in Martin Trix Jr. and Kevin Harvick banging into each other and Ryan Blaney kind of making it three wide and no one saw him coming. He kind of came out of nowhere and, and got the win. So. Yeah, but he was still in position. And those guys that we talk about a lot that are in position, those Eric Almirola's, he was at eight, he finished eighth at Kentucky. Christopher Bell, we just talked about him, finished seventh at Kentucky. Chase Elliott was second in the first stage, then got tangled up in some problems and had a bad finish. But Chase Elliott was really good. So, I'm looking heavily at that race, Jeff, saying I'm going to look at this and judge a lot of my performance, like I did Pocono, Pocono, Indy. I'm going to judge a lot of it off of that Kentucky race. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you. I think that, that anybody who's going to go bet, go back and look at the results from that race. But, but look at how the race played out, not just how the thing ended, but how the race played out, like who was good going into those last couple of laps. Well, Brad Keselowski won stage two. Uh, Chase Elliott second. So a lot of things you do need to look at when we talk about that. And a lot of guys, Jeff, that I think, like we talk about chalk, but chalk is not up at the top all the, all the time right now. We have a lot of great new names. It's a lot of fun. So when we come back, I think we'll talk a little bit more about who's going to win this race and have some fun, maybe putting our money where our mouth is when we return on gun racing. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back in again, everybody. Brendan Gone here in my desert oasis studio or my prison at home. And joining me, of course, my good friend, Mr. Jeff Motley from his house. And uh, Mr. Motley, we're going to break down now getting into the race this week at Kansas. And and let's just start right into the favorite, Kevin Harvick, plus 400. I mean, what, what we've seen lately, Kevin Harvick, should he still be the favorite? And should we be talking about the favorite? Well, well, maybe we don't talk about the favorite since we've had two triple-digit long shots win the last couple of races. I think as long as Kevin Harvick keeps running the way he's running, I think he's going to be the favorite just about every week. Uh, plus 400 is probably right in line right there. Um, you know, there, you, we can go down the whole list of guys right there. I mean, I like Ryan Blaney, a plus 800. He was really, really strong at, at Kentucky. Uh, it was great last week at Texas. I just think Ryan Blaney's one of the hottest guys on the circuit right now, even though he doesn't have a lot of wins. He's got one. Well, you've been saying that for a while. Let's go through that. Kevin Harvick plus 400, Chase Elliott at six, Martin Truex Jr. at 650, Kyle Busch at 750, Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin right there at 800. Then he gets double digits. Brad Kay, 10 to 1, Joey Logano, 13, Eric Almarola, 18 to 1. Hint, hint, hint. That's somebody I think I like. Alex Bowman, 22, Kurt Busch, 25, with Eric Jones right there. Jimmy Johnson, Tyler Reddick, 33 to 1. Clint Boyer, 50 with William Byron and Matt Benedetto all at 50. Last week's winner, Austin Dillon, 66 to 1. Christopher Bell and Cole Custer round out our first page on DraftKings at 80 to 1. Jeff, there is a whole, whole lot of numbers that I like in that odds to win the race. Uh, I mean, yeah, we talk about chalk, but right now, chalk ain't been winning. If you're not thinking it's going to happen again, I'm 
zoning in on that Eric Alvarola and Eric Jones numbers right off the bat. Uh, I love those numbers. Uh, Eric Jones, 25 to one. And just because the number is so big, 50 to one on Matt DiBenedetto, the way he's been running lately on mile and a half tracks. Really? Third at Kentucky. We just talked about Kentucky. Third at Kentucky, finished fourth in the first stage, ninth in the second stage, and ran, was in that pack at the end as they were doing that four wide thing, everybody moving and shaking. And DiBenedetto, DiBenedetto was right there. 50 to 1, there are three numbers right there that uh, I think can win any week, and they're huge returns right now. And I'm telling you, he would have had a top three at Texas last week if Ken, Quinn Half doesn't hit him coming down to pit road. So I think no, Matt Benedetto, 50 to 1, that one is a wow. And, and I think, he, oh, and we need we need to make one note about William Byron. Uh, he will not have Chad Knauss as his crew chief this week. That's right. Uh, Chad Knauss, is expect, his wife is expecting a baby. So Keith Rodden, who was a longtime crew chief uh, for Casey Kane. In fact, I think he was Casey's uh, crew chief uh, when Casey got his last win, is going to be subbing in for Chad Knauss. I don't know if that will have a big effect for William or not, but just want to pass that no, along. That, that sort of deal, those, those, like I've said before, the crew chief's missing. That's not a huge deal anymore to a lot of these big organizations. I, I don't put anything into it. But I want to look, Jeff, we normally don't go back to it, but let's get to the second page of our DraftKings odds to win the race. I mean, the last two weeks we've had the winner come off of this page. So Matt Kenseth is 80 to one, Ryan Newman, Ricky Stenhouse, 125s, John Hunter at 150, Cole, Chris Boucher at 200, Bubba Wallace at 300, Ryan Priest, 500, Ty Dillon, 750, Suarez, 750. Could we see somebody from this far back get us a win? Well, if you had asked me that at Kentucky, I would have said no. And if you asked me that before Texas, I would have said I'd no. Have said no. <laughs> so, so going into Kansas, I'm thinking no. But um, I, 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 kind of, I think the fun thing is look at it and say, okay, which one of those guys in triple digits? Now, I'm not going with anybody in the four digits. That's not happening. No. Um, but who in those triple digits? And I kind of look at either Bubba Wallace or Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman at 125 to one and. Bubba Wallace at a whopping 300 to one. If there was somebody that was going to pull it off, it'd be one of those two guys. Well, and I'm, I'm looking at stats, you know, those are two that, that probably couldn't, but Matt Kenseth is one of those that once again, he's a big mystery. Can he, can he not? Will, which Matt Kenseth going to show up? I mean, there's, there's, there's even leeway for me to say Matt Kenseth. Yeah. He's just not a triple digit guy. The only reason he's on page two is we ran out of room on page one for the 80 to one. So um, <laughs> I'm looking at the, tri- at the triple digit guys there. I mean, I agree with you. Matt Kenseth is a guy that could pull it off. Um, but just the fact that we've had back to back triple digit guys. And I think we're also seeing the lines makers um, are not being quite as aggressive with the numbers this week either, because they've been burned two weeks in a row. Burn, they've been crushed two weeks in a row. I mean, 101, <laughs> 125 to one. Those are numbers that don't come along often. So that was dang impressive. They've, uh, been, they've I, been charred, charred. <laughs> yes. Anybody makes a $10 bet, they got their butts whooped on that one. Well, all right. We broke down the odds to win the race. We come back. We're going to do one of the things we talk a lot about, which is the top three when we return on Gone Race. Welcome back to our weekly NASCAR show. 
Live from the Sportsbook at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. All right, everybody. Welcome back again. Brennan Gone, Jeff Motley here. Gone Racing, breaking down the top threes for Kansas Speedway on a Thursday night race this weekend. And Mr. Motley, last week we had our first minus number in the DraftKings top three bet. Uh, Kevin Harvick, this week, still the favorite, but he's on the plus side now. No, I think we've seen a lot of different drivers that have shown their capability to running in the top three. In fact, we saw two guys that were relatively long shots, not, not just the race winner with Austin Dillon, but also Tyler Reddick, who came in second in the race, were pretty good long shots. So I think we're probably going to keep seeing some positive numbers for a while. I don't really see any of the races coming up, uh, Loudon, New Hampshire, or um, Michigan, Dover, some of those places. I don't see a negative number coming up on a top three. No, and let's give you the top threes. Uh, Kevin Harvick is plus 120, Chase Elliott 165, Martin Truex Jr. is 180. Then you got Kyle Busch. How about this? Kyle Busch for a top three has a two next to his name, plus 215. Uh, Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin, 225s. Brad Keselowski, 275. Joey Logano, 375. Eric Alvarola has gone to a paltry plus 450. Alex Bowman, 550. Kurt Busch, Eric Jones at 600s. Jimmy Johnson, Tyler Reddick round out our single digits at plus 800s. Um, you still got some value, though. Clint Boyer, William Byron, 12. Matt DiBenedetto, 12 to 1. Austin Dillon, last week's winner, 16. Christopher Bell and Cole Custer at 20. So there's still good numbers in the top three, but they definitely, I think that uh, everybody's leaning these numbers out, Motley. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, there's four numbers probably out there that I really kind of like. I like Eric Almirola at the plus 450 just because he's been so consistent lately. I really like both of those plus 600s, Kurt Busch and Eric Jones. I think they're very capable of a top three. And I like Matt DiBenedetto at 12 to 1. I think 12 to 1 is a pretty long number on a guy that's been as consistent as he has lately. And look, we all know that's basically a fourth Penske car, and especially Ryan Blaney. And, and Keselowski's run well. Logano's the one that's really kind of struggled out of those four cars, it seems, over the last few weeks. And even Logano had a pretty decent run last week. Yeah, and I'm, I'm once again going back, looking at at our race from Kentucky a couple weeks ago. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto finished third, so I, I like what I see. I like what I saw out of this week's mile and a half, and I'm still on the Matt, DiBene Matt DiBenedetto bandwagon. Uh, you know, a number that high for him, I think we could see another double-digit top three in the DraftKings top three uh, this week. I mean, I, I don't see why we couldn't. Oh, I would not be surprised at all. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about maybe having him as him as one of my picks. And look, it would not shock me to see somebody like a Christopher Bell or, or Cole Custer hop in there and get a top three. I mean, Christopher Bell, I mean, we talked about it. He's been running so much better every week. He was the other guy along with the Benedetto that got taken out in the Quinn half uh, situation on Sunday. Uh, so I think he's a guy that you got to keep an eye on. And Cole Custer, the fact that he's coming off of a win at a very similar racetrack certainly going to go into this race with a lot of confidence. And it's not just that he won that race at, at Kentucky, but he was running sixth on the final restart. So it wasn't like, you know, 15 guys ran out of gas and that's how Cole Custer got there. I mean, he was in position to win on that final restart. No, and that was a huge deal. Like, like we talked, he battled for that. He, he went up there and took it. So I do like him at 20 to one riding that momentum. You know, I, you know how I feel about momentum anyway, that was, that was a heck of a run for him. So I, I, I do like that number. And if we go down to the second page of, of some of the three of the top threes, 
Matt Kenseth, 20 to 1. Ryan Newman, Ricky Stenhouse, 30 to 1. These are guys that could do fairly well in my eyes. Uh, John Hunter, 33. Chris Boucher, Bubba Wallace, 60. You get the longer odds with the Priest at 100. Ty Dillon, 150. And I, I think you're getting out of my range of people that I think could do that. But I do see a Matt Kenseth or a Newman or, or somebody like that, you know, being able to sneak up there and get me something. Well, I think there's certainly that that possibility. And and that's just kind of what we've seen lately. I mean, you never know when you could have a long fuel mileage run or you could have somebody that just puts everything together or you get a situation like we had last week where you have a certain amount of guys who stayed out when a caution flag comes out untimely. I think it's kind of wide open. And I think we see these top three uh, odds really kind of mirror the odds to win the race, just obviously scale down because you're only talking the top three. Well, and that's, but that's what they should be. I mean, they got to mirror it. You got to figure that they're, if you're thinking they're going to win, they're going to be in the top three, you know, let's talk real quick into the head to heads since we have some time right now, there are some interesting head to heads this week. Um, I've been going there a lot lately, Jeff, as we've been betting. And there are a couple that stick out to me. And, and the first one, Right off the bat, when I'm looking at this, is that I've got a plus line on Kyle Busch versus Kevin Harvick, and I'm thinking I'm sticking on the minus line on Kevin Harvick. I like the dope. I'm going on the minus 130. Well, there's no way I would take Kyle Busch against Kevin Harvick. I, I will definitely agree with you on that one. I think a couple of them that, that maybe are surprising me a little bit, um, I think, look, Chase Elliott has been – Really, really strong. And seeing Chase Elliott on a plus line right now against Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I think right now, I mean, it's it's hard for me to see, other than the fact that everybody, the guys that are setting the odds, think the money's going to go on Kyle Busch. That's why they set it that way. But I think Chase Elliott should easily be the favorite over Kyle Busch right now in a head-to-head matchup. Well, you go off history, you say no, but you go off what have you done lately, you say yes. I've, I've been telling you, I'm betting the don't line on Kyle Busch. And if I see a Kyle Busch at, at minus versus Chase Elliott at plus 110, I like that. I even like Kevin Harvick minus 130. I, I'm not afraid to put a couple units on that because I like Kyle, Kevin Harvick over Kyle that much. Well, and here's a, here's a couple others that just kind of jump out at me. I mean, look, I think the guy who had the best car at Kentucky was Martin Truex Jr., He's on a plus line against Kyle Busch right now. He's also on a plus line at 110 against Ryan Blaney. And, and look, I love Ryan Blaney, and I think he's been really hot. But to know how well Truex has run lately, uh, to see him on a plus line against both of those guys. Now, he's also on a high plus line, a plus 130 against Kevin Harvick. That one I can understand a little bit more because I just don't think Kevin Harvick's going to get a plus line against anybody right now at any racetrack. But I just think Truex getting plus lines against Blaney and against Kyle Busch and think, hmm, kind of like that one. You know, uh, and the last one we have buried in the bottom corner. I do kind of like this, Jeff. Jimmy Johnson is minus 120 to William Byron's even money. Now, Byron does not have a lot of data points. Byron has been probably what I would say is maybe, would you say the weakest of the guys at Penske right now, or Penske at Hendrick right now? And he's made the well, least noise. He's made the least noise, and he's the one that's on the outside of the playoffs looking in. But, I mean, Bowman hasn't really run that well lately. In fact, Chase Elliott's the only one that's run that well at Hendrick lately. So I think that is kind of an intriguing matchup. But Byron, to me, finished fifth in the first stage where Jimmy Johnson showed nothing all day, and he got into a wreck. So I like Byron on that even money bet. That's I know you don't like looking at the, the negatives. I know you don't like looking at the, the guys that you know are tough to figure out math-wise. 
But I do like William Byron over Jimmy Johnson on that. It, getting even money is a good bet for me. All right, we, we got bet. through our DraftKings top three. We got through uh, head-to-heads. We come back. Jeff and I's favorite group matchups and more on Gone Racing. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. And just and just a reminder, everybody, if you missed anything from today's show, you can download the Gone Racing podcast today. Not only is it free, but you can download and listen to the show before it airs here on VEASAN. The new Gone Racing podcast is available on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. And, of course, at VEASAN.com slash podcasts. Once again, everybody, Brendan Gone, Jeff Motley, your podcaster extraordinaires. Me, you know, hey, me and you. radio, TV, internet, podcast. Do these people really know what they're getting into with the two of us? <laughs> no, no. Question is, do we have a clue what we're doing still? I, I was on with Ron Flatter this week laughing, going, Yeah, we still we still can't figure out who's in charge. We still separate who's going to be host every week. Uh, make it till you make so we, it, baby. That's right. We have more fun than most people, is what I tell everybody. All right. We're back. We're talking Kansas Speedway Thursday night. Going to be a great race. But now we got group matchups, which, Jeff, I think there is some 
amusing moves in, in my eyes as what has been moved around in the groups. Let's just go right off into group A. Kevin Harvick, of course, your favorite at plus 240. Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney at 270. And Chase Elliott, plus 295. Chase Elliott back into group A. We haven't seen that for a while. But uh, Kevin Harvick, the favorite. But Kyle Busch at plus 270. I don't see it. I don't either. In fact, if it were me, I probably this week would put Martin Truex Jr. in that spot where Kyle Busch is and drop Kyle Busch into Group B. That would just be me. Um, you know, Kevin Harvick is not an overwhelming favorite in this group like he was last week. In fact, remember last week, Group A, yeah, he, I think the well, two, three, four guys are all plus yeah. 300. He was, he was in the 100s. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the biggest number sway we'd ever seen in a Group A. This week... I, I don't mind Chase Elliott winning that group. I think that he very well could, because I think he could win the race, get a decent return. But that could be a that could be a fun number right there. I'm, I'm not against that. Uh, jumping into Group B, Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin, your co-favorites at plus 245. Brad Keselowski, 285, and Joey Logano, plus 300. I think they got that one right right there, Motley. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is you've got the two guys that won the two Kansas races last year, both in Group B, including, uh, you know, the guy that actually won this race last year. Granted, it was run in the spring as opposed to being a night race in the middle of the summer with Brad Keselowski, but pretty big numbers on those two Penske cars there. Yeah, that that's uh, Brad Keselowski, especially to me. Joey Logano, like you said, hasn't been running great, but Brad has been up there able to mix it up and do a lot. So uh, I do think the Brad Keselowski number isn't half bad if you're looking into Group B. Uh, group C, we got Kurt Busch at plus 225, co-favorite with Eric Almirola, uh, and then Alex Bowman, 320, and Eric Jones, 325. You know how high I am on, on Eric Almirola, but I'm also that high on Eric Jones, and a plus 325 for Eric Jones, I like that as the dog in that group. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think that's a pretty big number. In fact, if you remember last week, Eric Jones was plus 400 uh, in yep. Group C, and he won his group. And I think having another big high number on Eric Jones, who's a guy who runs well at this track, um, you know, look, Kurt Busch is going to run well because he does a good job at Kansas. But I think the number is so high on Eric Jones, it's very tempting. Yeah, and Eric Almirola has been shooting himself in the foot, still getting good finishes, but has been making mistakes lately. And Eric Jones, I mean, last week sixth, who uh, would have won that group had, he, had you bet him on it if that group was the same. Alex Bowman has not been in the in the conversation recently. Uh, has not run quite as well as he did earlier. So I, I like Eric Jones in that last group, and I'm kind of high on that. Um, Tyler Reddick leads off Group D as the favorite with Clint Boyer, and then Christopher Bell and Matt DiBenedetto, 310, 320. That's a tough one. Matt DiBenedetto, the, the dog at 320, Jeff, that's that's raising alarm bells for me. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's the yeah. I looked at that, yeah. and I thought, I mean, no way. I mean, if, if, if who can sit here and say, that Clint Boyer is having, and Christopher Bell are having better years than Matt DiBenedetto. Um, I, I do not understand that one, and I'm telling you right now, I am all in on Matty D. I, I like that Matt DiBenedetto is the favorite there. That's just, that is extremely, extremely hard to pass up. Uh, look, Tyler Reddick finished second last week and has been running great. Yes, absolutely. But he's been, he's been running good. I'm not going to say he's been running yeah. great. He did have a great finish last good. week. No. He's been running good. He's been very good, very consistent. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 range, running very well for what we expected out of the RCR cars. Matt Benedetto has been top five just about every week unless something happens. So Absolutely. I like In fact, it. I think he, that's, 
Yeah. Matt D is knocking on the door for a win. I, I will not be surprised if Matt D gets a win before the playoffs start. Neither would I. I I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. All right, jumping into Group E, we got Jimmy Johnson as the favorite at plus 220, William Byron at plus 255, last week's winner Austin Dillon at plus 255, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the large dog at a plus 370. Um, I, You know how I feel about momentum and hot hands, Jeff. Uh, I mean – 255, a mile and a half track. They're they're riding some emotion. And Austin Dillon is an emotional cat, man. When he is on a high, he is on a high. Yeah, you know, I can see that. I, I honestly I think I could make a case for any of the top three. I don't see Stenhouse, the long shot, coming in there, but I could make a case for any of those top three. I mean, look, here's the thing with Jimmy Johnson, it's hard to figure out. I mean, he went through a period there where we really thought that Jimmy Johnson was turning the corner. Like he might find victory lane yeah. and then yep. he seemed to regress. And then it, he has, he has moments. I mean, that car's fast and it seems like actually, and I hate to say this, it seems like he's made mistakes that were very uncharacteristic of Jimmy, Jimmy at any point in his career. So I'm not just sure what to make of that right now. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like we, you and I were thinking, Hey, Jimmy, we were betting on him a few times we were starting to jump on the bandwagon, and we've kind of jumped off the bandwagon. Um, group F, we got Matt Kenseth down in Group F leading the way at plus 230. Ryan Newman, Cole Custer, 260s. Chris Boucher, plus 335. You know, I look at this, and you think, oh, Cole Custer's just one. You can look at all these numbers. But to me, the sneaky guy there, Jeff, he's always been that sneaky guy, Ryan Newman. You know, I mean, finished 13th at, at Kentucky Cup or Texas last weekend. Uh, just he always knows how to be just high enough up to get you in that group. Yeah, that's true. But I tell you, I, I really like what I've seen out of Cole Custer the last couple of weeks. We talked about the fact that the Kentucky race was one where he was in position to win. Look, he was having a pretty good run at Texas, and they had that big pileup on the front straightaway the one where we saw Kyle Busch mowing the grass uh, yep. and, and Custer was having a pretty good run that, and, and then he got caught up in that accident. So I like Custer on that one. Nope, that, that's, that's why it's called gambler. We get to take different sides. Um, but I do like both of those moves. Cole Custer is, was doing well, but Ryan Newman always so sneaky when he gets up there. All right, Motley, we've gone through all the rest of them. Now all we have to do is talk about, Hey, we got to make bets this week, and we always go in order of who won the last week before and who lost. Who won last week? Uh, you are congratulations on, on oh. the winner. Um, you you and I both got the Eric Jones win, but that Christopher Bell over Jimmy Johnson, since Jimmy had all kinds of problems, uh, that was a big one for you. A nice win for our pit crew, picking uh, Ryan Blaney over Danny Hamlin, who had a horrible day over the last uh, 30 laps of that race. And they also got Kyle Busch winning his group, which uh, winning group A for Kyle Busch when Kevin Harvick was such a big favorite uh, was a pretty big get for the pit crew. So I guess I have to go first since I'm last. And then uh, I also have the pit crew's picks. So I'm going to go first off with Matt DiBenedetto to get a top three. He's 12 to one. I'm really liking Matt DiBenedetto. And the rest of my picks, I'm going to go in groups. Um, Not a big surprise here, but I like having a plus uh, 200 number Beside his name, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick in Group A. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. in Group B. Um, I'm going to go for two weeks in a row to kind of ride uh, ride that coattails of Eric Jones. I'm going to go Eric Jones in Group C, and uh, I'm kind of throwing my eggs in the Matt DiBenedetto basket. I'm going with Matt D in Group D. 
Um, I'll move along. I'll do the pit crews picks real quick before uh, our winner from last week can crow even more. Uh, the pit crew is going, the, and, and, and you're going to notice a theme here from the pit crew, by the way. Um, they are obviously Las Vegas uh, locals. Kyle Busch, a top three at plus 215. Kurt Busch, a top three at plus 600. And then they're going into groups. They're taking Denny Hamlin to win group B. They're going with Kurt Busch to win group C. And they're going to try to copy me and take Matt DiBenedetto in group D. All right. Well, I'm going to have to differentiate a little bit, but I think I can do it. I, I, I feel pretty good about mine, but I am going to jump on the same thing. I'm going to give a Matt Benedetto at 12 to one in the top three. I just, I, I he's been running too strong. I, I, I don't see any reason for that to change. So I've got to jump on that. I'm going to go two head to heads this week. And that's how I've been winning kind of lately is, is, you know, it may not be a, a large number, but it's in the plus line, and I'm cashing tickets. So Chase Elliott plus 110 over Kyle Busch minus 130. Uh, that right there, I think, is is a fairly, I'm not going to say easy money, but I'm fading Kyle, so I'm going to run with it. I've been saying it. And I'm going to take William Byron even money over Jimmy Johnson. Um, I, I think that William Byron is, has been running better than Jimmy lately, so I'm going with that. Then I'm going to duck down into the groups, and I am going to uh, jump into – I was going to jump on you guys with the Matt Benedetto, but I got a, I already got him one place. So I'm going to go Group C, and I'm going to take Eric Jones to be a, to win that group at the 325 number. I like Eric. I, I think he's going to pull it out for me. And then my last bet, Jeff, I haven't picked a winner in a while. I'm going to go for picking a winner. I'm going for Eric Almarola, 18 to 1, baby. Wow. Okay. Uh, like you going out on a limb there. By the way, I did pick Eric Jones as well in Group C, so we're going out on a limb. I'm not going to Benedetto. I'm just I'm not going to Benedetto with it right there. I'm I'm you know separating myself there. But I did hedge. I took I took Matt to Benedetto or uh, Eric Jones to win Group C, but then I took Eric Almirola, who's in that group with him, to win the race. So I do have a kind of a double shot there uh, to do a, a small hedge. But well, it should be a fun okay. week. We get to watch a Thursday night race. One more race at night. No cup race on Sunday. Everybody can kind of relax, go out to the lake, play some golf on Sunday, and then we'll get back at it at New Hampshire the next week. Nope, it's the Super, what is it, Super Start Batteries 400, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts at Kansas Speedway. So, night race, Kansas, everybody tune in. Mr. Motley, thank you very much. Thanks for coming in from home like the rest of us. Everybody is staying home. Stay safe, have fun, watch the races. We'll see you next week on Gone Race. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.